Today's episode of the podcast is a quite sad one. We just received some really hard news about one of our dogs and are navigating the end of their life right now. So this is a podcast episode about our love for animals, about death, about saying goodbye, and how so strangely saying goodbye is very connected with how we said hello and invited them into our hearts in the first place. So this one is definitely for all the animal lovers out there, but a little bit of a trigger warning that we talk about death today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Let's jump in. Hello, my friends. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome back to the show. I have been procrastinating recording this podcast all day. <laughs> Literally, all, you know, when you know you have something to get to, but for whatever reason, you just don't get there. Um, I keep picking up little projects and things around the house and oh, I got to answer this email I forgot. And then, oh yeah, I was doing this. And then I realized I have been baking bread since yesterday morning. I'm in a big sourdough phase now. And my sourdough, like it takes me about 24 hours to get a, a finished loaf. And then I realized I started that process yesterday and I completely forgot. So I picked that back up and I'm just like avoiding coming here. And the reason I am avoiding coming here is because I am sad. Yeah. And now I'm crying. <laughs> yeah, I'm sad. I'm sad. We got some really, really sad news today. And I still, I'm still processing and still kind of digesting what this means. But I guess we'll start right there. <laughs> so, so we have dogs. <laughs> I'm telling you this as if we just met. You've never, ever spoken to me in your life, right? You have no clue. We have dogs. Obviously, we have dogs. Most of you, you know, you know we have dogs. We have three dogs. We used to have four. Pepper, who was mine and Dennis's first dog that we got together, passed away a long time ago now. It's going to be 10 years next year. It's weird because the anniversary of his passing is very close to the anniversary of our wedding. He he passed right after we came back from our honeymoon after our our wedding, and it's it's almost a de- it's almost a decade. Oh, it's it's crazy how time flies. Doesn't feel that way. Doesn't feel like we lost him nine years ago. Feels like yesterday, you know. And that's the thing about animals. It's like the thing about dogs in particular. And I don't want to say like dogs are more special than other animals. I mean, for cat people, for you, it's cats. I will never understand you because <laughs> I don't get cats. But, you know, we all have our, our one, or a lot of us anyway, of animal lovers have our one deep connection to, to some kind of animal. And for us, for me, it's always been dogs, always, my whole life. 
for as long as I can remember. It was the longing for a dog, wanting to have a dog. And then, yeah, <laughs> when I was, how old was I when I got Keila? I must have been 20 when I got my first one. So I got Keila, I was 20 years old, 20, oh, maybe 19, maybe I hadn't even turned 20 yet. Picked her up off the streets. It's a it's a, it's a fun, crazy story. Actually, I stole her. Okay. I was a thief who stole. <laughs> I, I, I made an emergency rescue, um, her and her little, little brother. They were just a few weeks old. It was like a whole mess, but yes, I did steal to save, <laughs> to save her from a horrible, horrible circumstances. But yes, I did steal her as a 20 year old from just the horrible conditions she was living under. But I'll save that story for another day. But anyway, so now since Pepper passed, we have three dogs. We have Ringo and we have Keela and we have Laika. And Keela was my dog that I had before I met Dennis. Laika was Dennis's dog that he had before he met me. And then Ringo, we got together after we had had Pepper for a couple of years. And uh, they're getting old. Like, it hurts me to say it. And we all know, every dog person out there, every person who has a dog knows, the moment you make that decision, I'm going to get this dog. Whether you are stealing one from the streets or picking one up at the pound or buying one, like, however you get you got your dog. Like, the moment you make that commitment, like, that is a soul commitment to a being who will enrich your life and bring so much love and unconditional joy into your world for a strangely short time, right? It doesn't, doesn't feel like that at the time when we get a dog. It feels like a forever thing. You know, it's like this is a new family member, which it, it becomes. But dogs, like there's a, they already have a timestamp on. Like there's already like a clock ticking on that relationship the moment you you get a dog, which is somehow, I think part of what makes that relationship so beautiful and so special. And like, we know, you know, we, we get a certain amount of years with this, with this love and then that's it. But somehow I think the way most of us navigate the end of that relationship where we navigate death is like, it's in the back of our consciousness somewhere as something we know one day will come but we don't have to spend our days thinking about that, right? It's not like we're obsessing over death all the time or ideally, hopefully, no. But yeah, so our dogs are getting old. Like Ringo, who is our little Italian greyhound, who is our baby. Like literally, he's our little baby. We treat him like a baby. We hold him like a baby. We sleep with him, snuggled in between us like a little baby. He acts like a baby. Like he is gonna turn 10 this year which I can't, I can't wrap my head around that he's, he's going to be 10 years old in April, which is just insane. And, um, yeah. And, uh, Keila and Laika are, I mean, Laika, she turned 14 in November of last year. So she's almost 14 and a half, 14 and whatever, three months, four months. And Keila is going to turn 14 now next month. So they're, they're up there, right? 14 and a half, like that's an age. That's, it's a lot of years, especially for a, a medium kind of big sized dog as, as she is. 
And uh, anyone who's ever been to our house, like Laika is the kind of dog who makes an impression. <laughs> and it's not always a good impression. <laughs> like, like she is something. Like she has a really particular, peculiar, intense personality. She is the fiercest, like the, one of the fiercest beings I have ever had the privilege to, 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 to be around in my life. She will not take shit from anybody. Walking her on a leash <laughs> and it's always been this case. And I like to kid myself that things got better. We really worked on it. No, it didn't get better. Like we we worked with trainers and dog psychologists and did all the things. Like rocking her on a leash, if we pass another dog on a leash, she's going to bark that dog down. Like she's going to yell at that dog <laughs> from across the road. But if she actually gets to meet that dog, chances are she's going to be super happy and act like a puppy and want to play. But from afar, on a leash, like, don't you dare, don't you dare cross the street and come over here. Like, she's just, she's a pain, like, in the ass to, 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 to have around other dogs in that way and always has been. And now she never grew up in a city. She never had that routine where, like, she's on a leash and we're in the city or we're going to restaurants or, you know, she never had that life ever. Like she lived on the North shore with us in Aruba where she was off leash most of the time on our little dead end street or walking her on leash on the North shore where there's just vast expanse of nothingness, you know, like not so much interaction with, with anybody. And then she's been home, you know, she's never traveled. She hasn't, aside from the big move, like moving from Aruba to Sweden, which was a really big deal. Yeah. Like has been in nature and at home which is different, you know, if I compare to Ringo, for instance, who traveled with us everywhere because he was so small, he could always come in a little carrier with us. Um, who knows how to like cross the street and how to navigate things and social interactions and stuff. And like, I just hasn't had that. And she's very, very alpha. Like she very much wants to be in the lead and be in charge. And she she's so fierce. She has this strange warrior energy. I don't know anyone who's ever visited our house like she's she does this thing when she gets really excited and she sees people that she gets excited to yeah to hang out with is she smiles so she will like look up at you and she will show all her teeth and she almost looks guilty she does the same smile if she's guilty about something if she's done something bad like she does this guilty smile but she also does that smile when she's really really excited and people can get really scared of her because it looks like she's showing her teeth, like she's, you know, like she's growling or something, which she will do at the other dogs a lot, like a lot. Like she doesn't like it when we give another dog too much attention. Like if I go to, go to one of the other dogs, she immediately comes up and she wants to take that attention. She wants to be in the center. She wants to be the one who's, who's pet the most. And she's also really like she's so much the boss of the pack and the boss of the house that if one of the other dogs does something that she doesn't like, which could be like they're approaching us at the dinner table. She doesn't like that. <laughs> she thinks when we are eating at the table, like everyone should be in their beds <laughs> behaving. So when Keela or Ringo will like walk up to us because they're like, mm, something delicious is on the table, she'll growl at them and really growl and like show her teeth and be like, go back to bed <laughs> kind of thing. Like she's just so, yeah, she has this very like, this very old energy about her. 
Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The day before yesterday, one of my best friends spent the night here and we woke up early and sat in tea ceremony for a while. And we always sit in silence, like we drink our first three bowls, always in silence, just candles lit and know, snow on the ground outside and some beautiful music playing. We're just sitting there with our tea quietly. And Laika comes in and she takes her place at the table the way she does. You know, she's never like in the background quietly. Like she's like, I'm here <laughs> and sits down and then lies down. And I was just drinking my tea, just looking at her, feeling her energy really intensely. And I almost started to cry because I felt so like all of a sudden I felt so blessed to have had her in my life for this long. And I got this vision of, I got this vision of maybe when I, when I give birth to this baby boy, like I have a feeling she's going to be this protector energy for me at home, which I know she was with Leia. Like I remember her just being very, very present there, but I wasn't interacting with her. I wasn't engaging with her. She was just kind of like Dennis would tell me afterwards, like if I went from room to room, she would follow. She was just like making sure everything was okay. And I had this feeling now that I think she's going to be very present for birth. I think she's going to be really there, like really, 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 you know, I don't know, like in a, it just felt like she has a role there. So I almost started to cry, drinking my tea, looking at her, and I had this feeling like she's almost doula-like in her energy somehow. And uh, and she's had her health struggles lately. We had a big health scare with her last year. We know she has arthritis, she has pain in her in her back, in her spine, and in her hips, and she's had for a, for a long time, not severe. I haven't thought of it as severe because she doesn't limp. Whenever we go outside, she still wants to bolt and run and she acts like a puppy. And um, so I've just been thinking it's like old age kind of thing. You know, you get a little stiffer in the joints when you get older. She doesn't, you know, wince or complain or cry, like not like showing big signs of pain. Um But then last year, out for a walk, all of a sudden she had a spasm. She had like a seizure of some sort in her back legs and couldn't walk. And we brought her into the emergency vet. And the the vet was so, like it was a really heavy experience, was so certain, like this is the end of this dog's life. You should really start thinking about putting this dog down. And I was in shock. I was like, what? Like I know she's, you know, she was 13, like she's going to be 14, but... Like, this is a dog who eats, you know, two full meals a day. She takes normal poops and peas and will run forever if you let her. And, like, she has so much energy to live, a zest for life. She has a real zest for life. I don't sense in her at all this, like, you know, that the pain is so severe that she shouldn't go on living. Like, I have not had that feeling from her at all. And the vet was like, well, we can try this new medication. You can see if this works. And so we did that, but kind of started thinking, oh, maybe 
maybe this is her last year with us, which is not something I was consciously thinking about. We always joke, like she's going to outlive us all. <laughs> like she's, she's just going to be the one who's around forever because she's so strong and so solid. And yeah, so we started her on that medication and it really worked. And she's been on that medication since. And she also gets a shot now for her arthritis every single month, which also makes a big difference. And she's just had so much... I don't know, so much life over the past few months. And then a few days ago, this is like in the past week, I started noticing a lower pace in her that all of a sudden she's sleeping a lot more, that she's, yeah, pacing less, walking around less, slower to get to the door, that she could just like spend most of the day really sleeping and dogs sleep a lot but she's like sleeping more than normal and I've been kind of telling Dennis like I don't know if this is I I feel like something in her system is slowing down really slowing down and she still has that same zest for life and excitement when we go for walks but it's like after a walk she's out for the day she's sleeping the rest of the day kind of thing Um, and so right after we had that that tea ceremony which was the day before yesterday we went for a walk uh, my friend and I, we took all the dogs, um, put their collars on, get ready. And I, we do this thing every single time we leave the house. I don't leash them until we are at the, the edge of our property. So they always have like our property, the land here is their free space to roam and to run and to go wherever they want. And Laika normally gets so excited to get outside and it's snowing now. Like We have a lot of fresh snow on the ground, which they love. Ringo hates it, but the girls really love it. And um, she gets the zoomies. Like she gets so excited. You know, the zoomies when like a dog goes completely bananas and she will spin in circles around herself and just bolt from one end to the other of the lawn. She's just like, she'll run in circles. And she'll do that. But normally, like the past couple of months, she doesn't do that for a very long time. It's like a short burst of really happy, excited energy where she's just so happy to be alive and outside. And it's the most joyful thing to see. It really is. And uh, she does that. And I've been thinking in the past weeks, it's like, maybe, maybe I shouldn't let her do that anymore. Like there's going to be a point where maybe that's not safe for her or maybe that starts to hurt her more. But then like I talked to Dennis about it and he's like, well, this is her like peak moment of joy. You know, like, why would we take that away? Like it didn't make sense. Like this is just such a joyful thing for her and she's fine. Like we haven't seen any reason why that's not. <sighs> yeah. But I just, I had that feeling and I guess that was kind of a little bit of intuition, I guess. So day before yesterday, we go outside, she bolts and she's so happy. And I was like taking up my phone to film her because I love, I just love having those moments on film because they're so joyful. And she slips. And I guess there was some ice underneath the patch of snow. I don't know. I don't know. She was just going too fast. I don't know, but she slipped. And she cries. And just like her whole like back leg gives out from beneath her and she couldn't couldn't get back up. So I get Dennis who carries her inside and it's like the moment the moment is over, she doesn't cry anymore. She doesn't show that she's in pain. She doesn't say that she's in pain, but I can, I mean, now it's really, really obvious she's in severe pain. And um, we go back inside. She could kind of put a little bit of pressure on her foot, not a lot, but a little bit. 
So I called the vet right away and the vet was really calm. The vet was like, well, if the, if the leg is floating completely, not, you know, like really she can't put any pressure on it, then I would suggest you come in right away. But if she's already like putting some pressure on it, like this could just be like a little tear, a little muscle thing. Chances are you'll see, you'll see her putting more pressure on it tomorrow. And then the next day it's even better, but I'll find you a time. Like we're really swamped this week. Um, but could you come Thursday morning? And I was thinking this is something we should like rush in to look at right away. But then a few hours passed and she was right. Like she's putting more pressure on the leg already. She seems to be like, oh, it's something that's going to get better. So we didn't go right away. I didn't freak out and panic and went like, oh my God, we have to go to the emergency room. Like it really, I don't know. We took it really easy, which I'm kind of regretting now or really regretting now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So today the time comes, we have this appointment and Dennis takes her and uh, yeah, the she's in, apparently she's in so much pain, like she has arrived at like some kind of abnormal state of pain that her hip was dislocating and then the vet is putting it back into place and she didn't wince. She didn't even move. She didn't say anything. And then her leg would like dislocate again. And then they had to do that several times to like get her leg back in place. And she didn't say a word. <laughs> and the vet said like, this is not okay. Like this is not normal. This level of pain, the fact that she's not reacting to this at all means that she's, she's in a level of overwhelm. Like a dislocated hip doesn't hurt her more than the state of pain she's already in. Like you have to, like it's time to say goodbye, basically. And this is for me is like, it's really, really hard. I mean, it's it's extra hard because she's so happy. Like she's really so happy. And... It's like she has not grown old, right? She's not the one who's. It's like her body is giving up, but she hasn't at all. Like she, she has not. Like I don't get that resignation from her, you know. And I kind of really thought that when the time is right, like she's gonna give us a sign, like she's gonna tell us something's gonna happen, and then has said, "Well, I guess this was it." Like she had that one last like really excited run and then like this is it. Like her body just can't do it anymore. But I I just don't get that. I don't get that feeling from her spirit at all. And um, and then it's just asked like this is like this is a lot. Like he was all alone. And my best friend um, is about to give birth any moment. And uh, had to go for this this thing at the hospital. Everything's fine. 
but I was like in the car kind of rushing to be with her. So I was like, okay, you take like a, like I thought they were going to maybe adjust her pain medication or worst case, they're going to be like, she needs surgery or something. We'll, we'll, we'll have options. We'll talk about what this is. Or maybe like, this is already healing. (laughs) She's going to be fine. But I did not expect them to basically want to yeah, put, put her down like today. And then he asked, he said, this is, you know, we have a, a five-year-old, like there's no way Leia can come home from school and like is not there. Like that's just like unimaginable. You know, so he said, like I, I would really love to have a last day with her and just some time to process this. And, you know, can we give her pain medication now to manage more of the pain so we can take her home and, and be with her and and then take her to the, because they wanted us to go to a bigger clinic in a bigger city. And then they said, they might say that there's something that they can do or they might have a surgery to recommend or, you know, but he's like to put a 14 and a half year old dog like through surgery. It's like, I don't see that as a really viable option, but maybe they will have more options. Like this is just one opinion, right? Maybe they have a bunch of things to do. Maybe this is not going to be the case. But looking at her now, it's like, she has, it's really, she has a hard time walking and it doesn't look good. Right? Doesn't, doesn't feel good. Doesn't like, no. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it's a matter of hours, but probably this is our last few days with her. And it's really hard. It's really, 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 really hard. And I'm going to, like, I'm recording this on a Thursday. I'm going to pick Leia up from school right after this. And I'm going to have to tell her that it's time for us to start saying goodbye. You know, and we've, we've kind of talked about this on and off since last year, just starting to prepare her more for the fact that, like, the dogs are going to die. And like is the one who is the oldest and like has pain and, so back then when we didn't know, was it going to be soon or now, I was really trying to prepare her and kind of walk her through the process and everything. But we haven't talked about that in a couple months now. It's been a long time. You know, this is going to be a huge shock to her. So our our plan now is maybe this is her last evening. Like maybe this is her last night. I, I hope it's not. I hope we can at least... I hope we can get the weekend with her. Of course, I'm not going to put her through unbearable pain so we can have just for the sake of a longer goodbye, you know, but if the vet tomorrow says it's it's okay, then I would I would love to have a few more days and just yeah, she gave us such a long life, right? She gave us so much. And it just feels unimaginable to go see a vet and then go home without her like that doesn't seem that that doesn't that can't be right you know that doesn't work and I was talking to Dennis not because at the end of the day it's Dennis's decision somehow like he's she's our dog but he had her first you know and I want just this final decision to really yeah feel as okay with him as it possibly can and I think it would be much, it would be much less stressful, and I think much less, less 
strange if we could be home. Like my brother put his dog down in the summer. I shared that on the pod. I think we have a couple episodes. It was very heavy. Oh my God. Even thinking about that, I was thinking about that today, just driving home after I got the news. I haven't really revisited that day, just even in my mind or in my heart of my brother putting his dog down. It was just the three of us there with the vet because it was so heavy. It really was. It was so beautiful and it was so hard. It was so, so beautiful and so horrible all at the same time. And part of that was also just like holding my brother's grief and watching someone you love so much go through the the worst day of their life. You know, it's add, there's so many layers to that pain and to that grief. But I was thinking about that today and just like, wow, like that was a really big thing that happened this summer and I haven't fully processed it because it was so, it's still so tender to think about, you know, to, like I have photos from that day that I've never looked at. Yeah, just because it's, it's a lot, you know. And then I came home and we were talking about it, like what would be the best way to honor her? Like what is the best way to really, is there a best way to, to end someone's life? No, it's so, it's also so strange that with a dog or with an animal, it's like, it's up to us in the end, right? It's also so bizarre, yet makes sense. And what would that look like? And then it said, he said, I don't want Leia to be there for the actual moment. I think it's, it's scary. And when I was there with my brother for that actual moment, actually, it wasn't scary. I think, I think she could be there for that moment but I think also he's probably right in that maybe it's too overwhelming so I thought okay well what if we set up a beautiful beautiful space somewhere in the living room and and make it really precious and special and let the dog say goodbye and then Leia and I like we're all there up until that very end point and then I can take Leia and go upstairs or go for a walk with the other dogs or do something and then Dennis is the one who's there for the final final moment <sighs> yeah and it's almost like it's so crazy to think of that that first meeting right that first like moment of bringing a dog into the family that solidifies the fact that there's going to be this last moment too and that's really fucked up like when you really think about it, it's like we already know we're going to have this last horrible moment, the moment we the moment we say yes. And then they they get to bring us so much like so much joy. Like a life without a dog, what kind of life is that? A house without a dog? I can't I can't imagine it. Coming home and then no one's there to greet you, you know, it's just yeah, I would love to bury her here on this land, you know, somewhere, somewhere close to the water or somewhere she loved to run. But because it's winter time and a burial here is, yeah, impossible. Probably will cremate. And then I said, well, maybe we can, 
Maybe we sprinkle her ashes in Aruba the next time we go. You know, that would also make sense. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But so, yeah, that's happening now. And I guess that feeling I had a couple days ago of, wow, I think she's going to be really present for this birth. Maybe it's not in the way I was expecting it, you know. Maybe, yeah, maybe instead of by my side, like maybe she'll be a spiritual companion instead. And that's beautiful too. And as I say that, the baby just kicked me really hard. Really, really hard. Like I... This this baby, how he how he moves, it's it's pretty common that I'll have a big feeling about something or a big thought or I say something, and he kind of like boom, all of a sudden out of the blue, big kick. It feels like little little affirmations from from the inside somehow. What a year! It's so. Um, yeah, so strange to have birth and death so so linked. But of course, that is what it is. Um, when I was 40 weeks pregnant with Leia, um, which my, my best friend Olivia, she's 40 weeks pregnant now. She's, yeah, her due date, <laughs> which I say with little little air quotes, is in a couple days. And I was we were talking about that today, just how... <sighs> For for me with Leia, the birth was so linked with the death of my of my best friend, my friend Andrea, who passed away a little bit before. And just in those that time, like that time when I was so longing for the birth, and if it just felt like a long transition, I really felt like I was walking between life and death somehow. Like that veil between was very very thin, and like I could speak to her in ways I couldn't before like when I was pregnant like somehow because we're carrying someone unborn it's like we have a little portal to the to the other world somehow like I really felt that way and for me the death of my friend was so connected to the birth of my of my first baby I was convinced she was going to be be born on the day of her death convinced Andrea died March 10th and uh, I think she was due sometime February 20 something can't remember 27 26 yeah she was due the same day Olivia's due so I guess yeah 25th maybe um, which is really funny <laughs> like it's really yeah synchronistic but then that day passed. And I really was like, okay, I thought babies come on their due date, right? And I thought she would be early. And 
So that wait was just really long after that. And I was in agony and it was so heavy. And and then I realized like, oh, she, she's she's waiting because she's going to arrive on Andrea's death day. Like a day that was all dark and horrible, traumatic is now going to be a, a day of birth. It made so much sense to me. And I... I remember it was like as those days were getting closer and closer, I felt like I was walking some like path of fire or something. Like I was just going through this dark night of the soul, trying to talk to Andrea and tell her to bring my baby safely into the world and that I'm ready and and all of this. And then I, I finally get to that big day and uh, and she didn't come. And I was so upset. Like I remember I was just distraught I was angry I was like what the hell like I thought like this would be the thing that heals everything right (laughs) and of course realizing that like this is this baby wants her own day like and that day of death which is so terrible and so horrible and every year it comes it like knocks the air out of me completely like that day is so precious that day is so important. That day is holy. And trying to make that day something else like wasn't going to take the pain away. You know, trying to make that day go away was actually separating me more from the memory of her. And somehow like grief wants us to grieve. You know, we can't replace death with birth and then have birth take its place and then you know death doesn't happen anymore or death goes away like it doesn't doesn't work that way and I think in the last two weeks of my pregnancy with Leia I healed more around the the loss of my best friend than I did all the time that that came before because it was really like I had to sit in the raw pain of it completely. And it shifted my perspective from this thing that that this is something I fear. This is something I don't want to connect with. This is a day I don't want to, this is a day to revere. Like it's always going to be a hard day, but it's also a day where I feel really close to her. It's a day when my heart is really open you know, it's it's the day of the year I cry the most, always will be, <laughs> for sure. And it's, um, <laughs> I feel really grateful now that <sighs> I didn't replace that day with something else, right? And that Leia's birthday isn't, <sighs> isn't connected to a day of death, you know, like now Leia has her own day and it's a day of pure celebration and it's only her own. There's those, she was born three days later, right? And um, it's just a really, yeah, it's a really strange thing, life. So yeah, I am like a slobbering mess here. (laughs) I really, really am. Um, Thank you for for listening. I think I'm going to end the pod here just a little early today because yeah, I need a moment to just be in silence and be with Dennis a little bit and then pick up Leia and break the news to her and we see where we go from there. But if you have 
four-legged friends at home, today is the day you hug them tighter than you normally do. And you give them extra treats. (laughs) And you just appreciate the hell out of them, which I know you are. Like, no one here like has a dog that we take for granted. <laughs> like it's impossible to take a dog for granted. I mean, they take up so much space in your heart. It's just, yeah. So just love on them a little bit extra. And for everyone who has been through this process already, I'm so sorry for your loss. And I'm also so happy that we chose to say yes that first moment that we allowed them into our hearts even though we knew on some level that that hard time would come like we still say yes right it's still worth it it's still so it's still everything so all the dogs in the world i love you (laughs) and um i'll be back next week Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, make sure you listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. This was a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio, and I'll see you next week.